Hey, Subi fam, that's right. It's Monday, another episode coming at you. Hope y'all had a great weekend. Uh, I did. I went to Dallas to visit my girlfriend, so that's always awesome. On this episode of the podcast, as you may have seen, we have that Subi family, which is Katie and Chad. They're also members of the Rugged Roo Crew. Katie and Chad own a 2019 Ascent Touring Edition named Violet, a.k.a. Big Booty Subi, uh, which she will get into um, in the episode later uh, why it's named that. Uh, they also have a 2019 WRX performance package called WRXE Wonka, and they'll get into that also. So let's go ahead and get into the news, um, and then we'll start the episode shortly after that. Okay, in the news, coming up this Friday, April 23rd, Mountain Rue will be having a campout at Keysville Recreational Site and a cleanup at Boulder Gulch uh, at 10 a.m. on Saturday, April 24th in Kern River, California. These events are in the Bakersfield area. Also wanted to remind you that Mountain Rue has a Discord server. You can find the link in the Mountain Rue bio on Instagram and on the Mountain Rue community Facebook group. This is a new event, but uh, registration is now open for the first RallyX event of 2021 this Saturday and Sunday, April 24th and 25th at Glen Helen Raceway in San Bernardino, California. You can find more information on the Cal Club RallyX Instagram page. As a reminder, the Brews and Roos event is coming up that Adventure Dad Wagon and the Garage Brewery in Chesapeake, Virginia are hosting. This event will be in a week and a half on Wednesday, April 28th from 4.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time. If you're in the Chesapeake or Virginia Beach area, be sure to check it out. Also, don't forget to check out the Adventure Dad Wagon website to get your limited edition Dad Wagon Griffin Stainless Steel Pocket Tool. This tool features more than 12 tools in one, is travel ready, and TSA approved. And you can find more information uh, or more key features on the Adventure Dad Wagon website for this tool. And with every purchase, you will receive a limited edition holographic Dad Wagon axe and shovel sticker that's only available with the pocket tool. Okay, here they are. Here are the shout outs, and then we'll get into the episode. Uh, I've got Brian X Stutters, Overlanding Fozzie. ATX Trek, the OGXV, Cryptid Traveler, and a world not so far away. So now let's go ahead and get into the episode with Katie and Chad, that Subi family. Yeah. So where where did you say you had been out of town? Oh, South Korea? Yeah. A little bit little bit of a ways. <laughs> yeah. How long were you out there? About thirty days. Oh wow. Um, just working with uh yeah, working with their government, having a good time. Okay. Yeah. Everything okay over there with what you were doing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Standard standard stuff. Oh, um good. yearly exercise. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you two on uh, my first Ascent and my first WRX, so that's exciting. And my second couple. Yeah. Yeah, and we know Zane and Alina, so yeah, that but, makes it more fun. 
Yeah, I mean, y'all are part of the Rugged Root crew, too. So that's that's cool. Yeah. So I think y'all will be my sixth guest from Rugged Root crew. Yeah, we like to represent for the Root crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's good. It's good to kind of, you know, get connected with a bunch of people in that group. And uh, I like what y'all are doing, and other people do, too. So other people have said good things about what y'all are doing out there. Well, I am happy to hear that because we definitely enjoy being a part of it. It has been a lot of fun. Yeah. So how did y'all find out about it? Um, so actually, gosh, back in September, August or September, Dorothy had uh, sent me a DM on Instagram and was like, hey, are, are you in any Subaru group? And I was like, no. She's like, well, do you want to be? I can add you to this group chat. And I think it at that time, it was Dorothy, who was Ninja Outback, um, Nicole, who was Sir Charles Subi, um, Haley, who has, you've had on the show also, um, Oli Crosstrek, yeah. and maybe a handful of other people. And, you know, we all just had fun in our group chat getting to know each other. And then next thing you know, it went from like 15 of us to 30 of us and you know, we're meeting up in handfuls to go out on trails. And now we have our first official meet coming up April 17th. That's really so cool. Yeah. We are excited. Yeah. It'll be, that'll definitely be fun. Yeah. We, we can't wait. Yeah. We have a group here. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. We have a group here in Houston um, called Space City Subies, but I haven't had a chance to meet up with them yet. There's been a couple of meetups that they did, and I I just didn't get a chance to make it out to it. So I'm looking forward to that at some point. Yeah, it's a ton of fun just to get out around, you know, other people that have Subies and check out their mods in person or hear what an exhaust sounds like. Because, you know, the, the clips that you see online like it's a good representation, but it's always better to hear it in person or to be able to see how, you know, mods are mounted and you get a firsthand experience when you're out there talking to everybody. And then of course you run into the issue where you go home and you have to stop yourself from ordering all of the mods that you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of exhaust, y'all did some exhaust recently, didn't you? Yeah. We both, both just put on the nameless performance axleback exhaust. So, so Chad is, picked them out. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean exactly, Axelback? So Axelback just uh, basically replaces the mufflers. So between the different cars, you've got the, the downpipe um, and some of the old EJ. I say old EJ, like the current engine for the STI, um, or a J pipe in the FA series engines, um, the, the new two liter turbos. And um, then you have kind of the mid-pipe area. And then um, so then you have your catalytic converter. So a cat-back would be from there. Um, so an axle-back is, is a cheaper option when you're, when you're really looking for that sound. Uh, it replaces the, the stock-heavy, um, real, real muffling, uh, hence the name, mufflers, uh, which it, it, it gets you that sound you're looking for. So we decided to go with those. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun doing it, too, because, I mean, I've never done any, you know, exhaust work before, whereas Chad has put his exhaust almost, on almost every car that he's owned, at least in the decade we've been married. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I got to kind of get under there and learn about it. And uh, Dorothy came over and we put the exhaust from the WRX onto her Outback. So that was fun. And it was I was kind of jealous because Chad got his old mufflers off, put on his nameless performance stuff. And in that same time, Dorothy got her mufflers off, put on Chad's old WRX ones. And I was still trying to get my first exhaust <laughs> put on. <laughs> and I'm under my car, like crying. My knuckles are bleeding. Oh, no. I'm shivering. So it's so cold. I was like, this is... He's like, why are you guys having so much? Like, it's so easy for you guys. <laughs> she's, she's earning her stripes is how I like to call it. There you go. And didn't you have a little bit of yeah. fun with stuff under there, too, when you were um, messing around with it? Oh, yeah. Well, the fun for me was I got to see how dirty I had made hmm. the undercarriage of my car. Because, you know, I went out with the roof crew the weekend before Chad got back. And we were all driving on, you know, muddy roads and splashing through puddles. And the undercarriage of my car was filthy. So as soon as I started uh, doing any work under there, I had to ask Chad to go get me some safety goggles because all the dust and dirt was flying into my face and I couldn't see anything. But I had fun under there when I did the skid plate install. That was my first time ever underneath the car, so... Yeah. It was a big learning experience. Yeah, so so I get I get jealous for for how she's learned. So the way I learned is on a curb. Uh you drive your, your wheels up on one side so you can get under the car <laughs> with whatever tools I could borrow. Yeah. From from anyone. Uh doing it outside with a flashlight in your mouth. Um, you know, cars with a hundred and some thousand miles. Uh every bolt is rusted. Days day projects for like little things. Whereas she's doing in in a heated garage with a coated floor with a full like craftsman set and uh, and and YouTube sitting there on her phone on Wi-Fi, so she's learning a little bit easier than me. But it's it's really good to 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 have her out there doing it together. It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, for sure. And for her to have the experience to do it herself, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, in the ten years we've been married, we've had what fourteen cars? Is that what we? Kelly. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we spent a lot of money on cars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is this is the first car that I've picked out and like actually had the opportunity to do the mods that I wanted to do on it. So it's been it's been really fun. Yeah. She special ordered it in uh what was the dealer in Portland? Yeah, car car, car Subaru car in Portland. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty and that, that's kind of a neat story in and of itself because uh, we lived in Germany when Subaru released the Ascent. And I was so excited that they were finally doing a seven-seater because I knew whatever the next vehicle I got needed to be, like have that third row option because we had dogs. Um, we had just found out I was pregnant with child number three. So we wanted more space. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so... We we got our military orders to move back to Kansas City, um, and we had worked it out. Chad was flying our golden retriever into Chicago to see his dad, or to stay with his dad while we lived in hotels. And then he hopped on a flight to Portland, Oregon, picked up my car, and then drove it in like 
almost 22 hours straight from Portland, Oregon to Kansas City. Yeah. Wow. So, so a couple, couple points on that. The A, the dealer there, get best deals in the country. I like, I will travel anywhere for good customer service and the right deal. Portland, Oregon, Car Subaru, um, best dealer experience I've had. And then the second point is for anybody looking for an ascent, I've driven, I've driven a lot. Right. And, and that drive from Portland, Oregon to Seattle to Kansas city in two days was only made possible by the safety features and the, uh, like the automated driving, like the, the Subaru eyesight and the lane assist with the heated seats. Because while I don't necessarily recommend it for everybody, um, driving you know, that far in, in that little amount of time, the, the, the stress levels were lower not having to worry about uh, just simple little things that the car takes care of for you. And at that point when I arrived, um, you know, only had the car for three days. I knew that it was going to be a great family car. Yeah, that's really good. Those are good, very good points too. Yeah. Especially if you've got a long drive like that. And I've had, I've had to travel out of town for work and there's been times when I've rented cars and they had like some sort of eyesight um, and then also lane assist and all those kinds of things. So and that's it's actually really nice. I really enjoyed it because um, I've never owned a car that has that, but it was really nice to have that. Um, especially when you have the ability, you know, if you've got it in cruise control and traffic slows down in front of you, you don't have to take it off of cruise control or slow it down. It just does it on its own, and that's one of the features I really like. Yeah, yeah. It, it took me a few a few hours of driving to really trust it. You know. Um, yeah before yeah you, you truly like it'll take you down to a stop if the car in front of you stops and I, i've seen the youtube reviews and i've read about it through the subaru pamphlets but before you take your life and put it in the eyesight's hands <laughs> yeah. I, you know you have to thoroughly test it to make sure it's good but yeah I, the only time it didn't really work is when it gets super foggy or rainy it'll turn off on you yeah. but then i would recommend you know both hands in the wheel for that anyways oh, and then yeah. the other part is when when a car takes an off ramp, your car will slow down until it loses that vehicle taking set off ramp. And sometimes cars behind you, it slows down more than it should. So sometimes there I'll cancel it just to go. But as long as you're not in dense traffic, it, it's okay. Yeah, I experienced that too, where the cars in front of me are slowing down and my car slows down too soon and then also too much. So the cars behind me end up kind of getting close and then I end up having to take it off anyway. But, but otherwise it, yeah. it, it works great. Yeah. Yeah. Great feature. And I love how it's standard on all their cars now, except for the stick shift, which is what it is. But that's what I have. I love it though. Yeah. 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 No, I'm with you. So we, uh, we've been kind of getting into things here, but why don't you go ahead and I guess formally introduce yourselves and where you live. And, uh, I mean, y'all have told a little bit about yourself, but you know, if you want to share any more, you can. Okay. Well, I am Katie and uh, Chad. we currently live in the Pacific Northwest, specifically Puyallup, Washington. Um, but we are a military family, so we have lived all over the place. Yep. And so we're on our, our sixth Subaru. Um, and we've driven them from Washington to Texas to North Carolina, just about everywhere in between. And then um, for the enthusiasts out there, I uh, had a STI out in Germany on the Autobahn in the back roads. 
um, do most of the mechanic work ourselves. And, um, yeah, so um, pretty good, broad Subaru experience. We've had two WRXs, two STIs, a cross track, and the Ascent. Yep. So, you know, we don't have any Outback or Forester experience, but I feel like we, we know Subaru pretty well. <laughs> well, between the, yeah, between the symmetric all-wheel drive, the global platform, the 2.5 in the old WRX, 2.5 in the STIs, and then the new 2-liter two, two and 2.4. It's pretty much all the engines from all the other all the other ones. Oh, and your, your severely underpowered cross-track yeah. that we had as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was that like, driving the STI out on the Autobahn? So, so I, that car out there in Europe, it, it's BMW land out in Europe. So that car turned more heads than you'd believe. We would we would pass eighty thousand dollar M three M four, you know, fancy Porsche. Nobody blinks an eye. But you 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 drive by in a World Rally Blue, uh, Subaru STI, and and uh, everyone everyone loves it. <laughs> um, I got to say though, the 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 STI was the most fun on the back roads in Germany. The top end in in a stick shift STI, it didn't seem like the gearing was quite there. Uh, you, you could tell the car was working. And for, for people who haven't driven on the Autobahn. The recommended speed limit's 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so when you're pushing 130 for sustained what? periods of time, yeah, the car is really working. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so then I started doing some research on differences, uh, you know, on, on kind of the development of the car. So, you, know, you got you got your American V8 style. You got the Japanese small displacement. Um, you know with the Subaru STI, and then you know the German uh, you know BMW engines, and um, they're just they're just uh, designed differently. So as much fun, I would say it's a great car to take out on the autobahn and stretch its legs, but it's not designed for the autobahn. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good uh, explanation there. I like that. Yeah, I think my favorite experience. Um, I drove uh, to Stuttgart, which is where Porsche is made, and we were stuck in in a Stau, which is a traffic jam, and there was a Porsche on each side of me, and they were both staring at the STI. Like, <laughs> oh, what car is that? And I'm like, oh, man, I'd trade you this car for your Porsche any day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was it was entertaining to see how Germans responded to it because they don't make it for the German market oh Um, yeah you know it's very rare that you see them over there and most of them are u.s spec because it's americans that bring it over i think we saw one one subaru dealer in like all of germany yeah and and they had what lavords yeah Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) so do y'all have uh names for your subarus we do. Well, Chad didn't actually have a say in this. Katie, Katie picked out the name. <laughs> I, I, I go with the flow. <laughs> I named them. Um, so the ascent uh, is Violet Beau Rugard. Okay. <laughs> and the the WRX is Rexy Wonka. Charlie Chocolate Factory came. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. That. <laughs> so so it came from um, when we first got to Germany. We had a like a nineteen ninety five. BMW wagon. Oh, five, 520 wagon is it a beater car. Yeah. Beater car. So, I mean, we paid like 2000 bucks for it. 
It was just to get us around until the STI got to Europe. Yeah. And uh, we named it Augustus Gloop because it was like <laughs> the big German vehicle. Yeah. And so, so that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like it popped into my head the other day. I was like, look, I drive a blue car now. I was like, oh, Violet is the girl that turns into the blueberry. Um, I was like, all right, Violet, uh, she's Beauregard. I was like, all right, we got to work in Rue in there. So yeah, it was Beauregard. And then Rexy Wonka actually came from spitballing names uh, about the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory theme in our rugged roof crew chat. Oh, so the, the roof crew chat is like your own personal focus group. Oh, like if you great. want, if you want a, a like opinion of like polling the population, you're like, should I do this or that? Ask the crew and like instant answer, instant feedback. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun having a, having a crew like that. Yeah, I've I've heard other people say, uh, you know, they have conversations with the crew and it's fun and they're goofy and you know they just have a good time. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, it is a good time because I mean, ninety percent of our chat is about you know, car stuff. But then we also talk about everything else in there. I'm pretty sure no topic is off limits and it's all in good fun, but <laughs> yeah. So did y'all buy both of your cars new and, and which came first, the Ascent or the WRX, the ones that you have now? So we ordered her car first, picked it up first. And then my car was what, like a month not even, like two, like two weeks, weeks later. afterwards. And uh, yeah, I was looking for a blue WRX because we wanted to have kind of matching colors, even though they don't make the Ascent in the World Rally Blue. Um, you know, we were thinking, uh, you know, World Rally Blue WRX or what is it? Is it not Abyss Blue? That's Abyss your car. The Lapis. Lap, yeah, or however you say it. Yeah. Um, but then they didn't have one there. They had the, the silver with the uh, sport package or performance package. So I was like, yeah, okay, we'll do that one. Um, and uh, yeah, so both brand new within the same month, which was pretty neat. But we put the, so technically mine came first. Yeah. But we put the number five badge on his and the number six on mine because uh, Chad goes through cars a lot <laughs> faster than I do. So <laughs> I needed to keep that six tag on mine. Yeah, I always I always end up back in Subaru. Like I, I'm a sucker for special editions and marketing, right? Like I see something... Like the uh, the hyper blue STI, I think that's my all time favorite uh, favorite color combination with the car. Um, I, I missed out on that one, but I would I would I would go for another one in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, because I noticed um, your your other cars weren't really that old. I guess maybe didn't have the other ones for too long. Yeah, so so you know most any like any financial advisor tell you cars are a terrible investment, and I totally agree. Um, but I try to find the sweet spot in uh in the market right so you, i don't look at subaru as a whole but if you find the right mods and the right car combination to the right person um you're not taking a hit like i made money off both stis that, yeah that we sold yeah the only one we took a loss on really was the first wrx but yeah that's because i crashed it yeah we <laughs> somebody somebody made that car fly and yeah. when he when he tells that story to his soldiers for safety briefs yeah. He always says that I was driving, but in reality, Chad was driving. Oh. He, we were um, visiting his parents in Chicago in January. It was negative twenty six degrees this out. Is, this is our first. This is our first Subaru, right? 
Yeah. First Subaru. It's not even a month old. So oh I've never gosh. had, at this point, I hadn't had, um, yeah, you're right. Because we, we bought it in 2009. This is getting good, it by was, the way. It was a 2010. <laughs> oh, yeah. We bought it in 2010. Yeah. And it was the it was when they did the WRX refresh with kind of a old school wide body. Got rid of the, the 08 style with the soft suspension. So I had, this is my first all-wheel drive car. And I just got it. And I, I made the assumption that um, that an all-wheel drive car would come with with at least all-season tires. And not familiar with Subaru, didn't even check. Um, you know, I I'm, I'm a pretty mechanical guy, complete 100% error on my fault. And uh, we ended up driving through a snowstorm um, in an area I'm not familiar with. Ended up on a backcountry road doing doing a speed limit. But um, close to the speed limit. I like to say speed limit. I like and, to say uh, ten miles over at least. <laughs> and uh, it was a T intersection on a downhill, and I hit the brakes with plenty of time to stop. But if you ever, you know, do a YouTube we search on ice. <laughs> for for stopping distance for summer tires compared to all seasons or winters, I slid right off the road, cleared about a six foot ditch. Oh. Um, landed in a frozen field that was like, had been tilled and then it froze. Yeah, but but see, this is why this is like when I fell in love with the Subaru, right? <laughs> like we crushed that car. But the best part about it is with both rear axles bent, the tires dragging, the floorboards got pushed up three inches oh in a gosh. tilled, yeah, in a tilled frozen field. farm field. <laughs> I took the momentum before we stopped, threw it in the first gear, and with just the front wheels, that car pulled us out of the farm field and, and, drove us home. and dragged its tail two two miles home uh, to uh, to safety. No airbag deployment, and um, and it still made it. And uh, so the bad part was because Subaru had just like it was brand new body um, for that year. Yeah, it took like yeah, it took like six months for them to fix it. <laughs> so here was our brand new car that we couldn't drive because it was in a shop in Chicago, and we were living in North Carolina. Yeah, and then I don't know wow. how many people know, um, you know, where Subies are made, but um, last time I checked, the the WRXs and the STIs are still made only in Japan, and then I want to say Indiana is yeah, where it's Indiana. Super, yeah, like, a lot of the other Subies are made. So yeah, they had to ship over the front bumper and the paint. Um, Everything. Everything that had to be fixed. I I might've been one of the first people to wreck one of those. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) And which was a cooler story, but it was really just me being an idiot, not knowing I didn't have all season tires on there. I've since not made that mistake again. That's a pretty cool story though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it's a testament to the versatility of a Subaru. Um, so the next car we had was a, a Crosstrek and, uh, cause what did you, you had an Ultima. We got rid of that. We got a Crosstrek. Well, no, cause we had the WRX and the STI. Oh yeah. 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 And then we traded it my WRX and I got the Crosstrek. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We tried to go more family. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was having baby number two. Which is funny because a Crosstrek is marginally bigger than a WRX. But. So what, what what was that like for you going from driving something that, you know, is a performance car to something that's a slow baru? So for me, I didn't mind it so much because I was in total like mom mode. 
was like, oh, I'm going to have a baby. I don't need to drive fast. Um, and, you know, if Chad got behind the wheel of the cross track, he would go nuts. He hated it. <laughs> He's like, this thing is so slow. We can't even merge safely. And he would complain about it. I was like, I don't, I don't mind it. <laughs> I'm not the only one that would complain about it. That. Like the C, I think that was the first one with the CVT as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm all, like efficiency is great. You know, it was a very cheap platform, um, very safe. Um, you know, the ground clearance was good. Uh, visibility was good. Cargo space was okay. Oh, we but, loaded the crap out of that to go camping. But, a blast. You know, it, it just needed, it needed more power. And I don't mean that from like an enthusiast standpoint, but there was this particular on-ramp to merge onto the highway around Seattle area where it was uphill and cars are doing like 65, 70. And if you go from a stop, that poor cross track, you'd full throttle for 14 seconds before you'd get uphill. And, and, and she's right. You, you legitimately have no power to merge. So it's full throttle. You better hope somebody lets you in. And uh, yeah, I knew like, I knew that the car wasn't really designed for performance. Yeah, they uh they're definitely not not quick. And I I've never driven an automatic because the first time I ever test drove one was back in 2016 and I test drove a manual because I knew at some point I wanted to get one and I knew that I wanted to get a manual. So when I was driving it I was like this thing is pretty slow, but I was okay with that. So that didn't really bother me, but my my manual now that it's broken in, it actually it's not too bad. Yeah, I want to be fair to the Subaru, right? Like, I'm not, and I want to be unfair to it. Like, for the price point and its versatility, I think the Crosstrek is great, right? It covers it covers all the bases. It just needed a little bit more power, and they just they just put in the new engine, um, whatever non-turbo kicked it up to like 180 or something like that. But which I think we were at what like 153. I don't remember. It was yeah, not enough, but. Um, yeah, this, so I want to be fair to it. Like, it's not like it's an expensive car that doesn't have power. Like first price point is pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, like for me, I bought mine cause I wanted something that I could go, you know, at least moderately off-roading with. And I just, I really liked it and I wanted a manual and not really knowing much about Subarus at all and not knowing a whole lot about the safety because that's what I've heard a lot about from pretty much everybody on the show is talking about the safety. I wanted it because I fell in love with it back in 2013 when I saw an orange one with the black accents and I was like, what, what is this car? This car is awesome. And then I just, I liked him ever since, but I had bought a car that was only about a year old before that. So I wasn't going to trade it in, but Yeah. Yeah, we watched a cross truck get hit in front of us and it folded the back right tire completely horizontal, like knocked it off its axle. And so it was riding on three wheels and this guy stopped in the middle of, uh, of I five. And, you know, so, you know, I pull over to help him out and I told him, I was like, Hey man, your car's already like, you know, sustained major damage. Just drive it over on the median. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I got it, bud. But, I'm only on three tires. And I was like, well, you're about to get rendered by a car on the highway. Trust me. I've seen what these things can do. You'll be fine. And sure enough, he, you know, thankfully, you know, he actually believed me and jumps in, throws it in drive and with three wheels, just zip, zip, right over onto the, dragging, the shoulder. Dragging the fourth tire behind the car. And wow. um, I just, 
yeah, I, like if that was a Mustang, that thing would be stuck right there on the highway <laughs> until somebody dragged it out. Yeah. But for Crosstrek, and, um, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're dead stop in an inter- interstate like that, that's, you know, super unsafe. Um, and, uh, yeah, and he just jetted right over to safety, relative safety anyways. But just another example, like, you know, stuff I've actually seen for, you know, why I feel safe quitting the kids in the Subaru. Yeah, and why our oldest kid will drive a Subaru when he starts driving in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I, I just... Hearing more and more about the safety of these cars, I'm I'm glad that I got one. Um, again, not knowing that that was something that was, uh, you know, they were known for, but it makes me feel a lot better for what I did, you know, buying one. So I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So did y'all have Instagram an Instagram page for all of your cars before, and then like how did that <laughs> whole thing get started? Well, so I started an Instagram for the STI that we had in Germany. Um, and that actually kind of turned into my personal Instagram page because it ended up being like pictures of us traveling all over Europe and our kids and our dogs. So I made that one private. And then when we got the Ascent and the Dead Rear X, I was like, hey, let's try this Instagram for our cars again. I was like, let's go with that Subi family because we're on our sixth fifth and sixth car like Subarus you know let's see if we can make this work this time and of course in Kansas City there's not a whole lot of soft roading off roading <laughs> not even a big Subaru community yeah. highways and potholes yeah highways and potholes um, so I, I did what I could in the beginning not a whole lot of good content but then we also knew we were moving to the Pacific Northwest and I was like like we know the area we're going to get some great content. We know that it's like Subaru central out there. And, you know, and then we met up with Dorothy, not even like, you know, two or three months after we moved out here. And And it is, you got a a new camera, new cameras. Well, I got a new camera too. Expense through work. So that's nice. Using it for Subaru (laughs) stuff, but also work stuff. So it works. Work first. Work (laughs) first with her employer. In case my boss is listening, I use it for work also. Now, when y'all when you started the Subaru, uh, or yeah, I guess the Subi family Instagram page, and even before, did y'all know that there was like this Subaru presence online through Instagram? And there's this huge community out there. Is that like why you started it? Well, I guess we didn't really know about like how big the Subi community was on Instagram. Um, we know, like, we know the Subi community, like, is a pretty niche thing. Um, like, we, were, we were friends with uh, one of the vendors, and we went to a few rallies, and it was pretty neat to hang out with the people, and then to find out that, like, there's an online community. And we, so I guess the closest thing to online community was, like, Maziac. Yeah. Like, we go on the forums, and I didn't really post a whole lot, but, you know, research on there, read people, um, and that was about it. But then... Instagram really opened it up to a whole new, whole new community. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, I I like it for sure. I mean, it's it's you you end up getting connected with a lot of people in a lot of different places, which is really cool. And uh, you yeah. know, it's especially when you're everybody's so passionate about something. And like you said, it's kind of like a niche community too, which is really nice. Yeah, it it is really nice. We got this story we like to tell. So we took a road trip from North Carolina to Florida 
in uh, the WRX, the one that I wrecked after it was fixed. And we took a tally of, what was it, Mustang versus Mustang, WRX? Mustang, yeah. yeah, no, any Subaru. And, okay, so so we were taking a tally, like when we would see a car, and it was maybe maybe like 11 WRXs and STIs in our, in our week-long road trip. And it was like 450 Mustangs. <laughs> um, it was like astronomical difference. And that like, that just proves like. No, if we did that in the Northwest though, <laughs> I think it would be the opposite. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. Subaru's leading state is, is probably Washington state followed by. Oregon or Colorado. Oregon. And then maybe something like around New Hampshire. Vermont, yeah. 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 There's not a whole lot here where I'm at. So it's uh, most of the ones that I see are. You know, I see a few ascents, but it's mostly outbacks and some, there are some cross treks, but the only thing that I really see on any of them is maybe a rooftop basket and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Staying functional. So I went, you're in Texas, right? I went to, yeah. uh, yeah, Plano. Um, I took my first STI there to where Cobb is in Plano and, uh, had them do a full setup on there, dyno tune it and everything. Um, but but yeah, driving through the little part of Texas that I did, I didn't see outside of that Cobb shop. I didn't see, I don't think any Subaru, to be honest. Yeah, well, I went up to um, Denton, Texas, which is a little bit kind of like in between Dallas and Fort Worth, but north. And I went up the drive from Houston to Denton. I didn't see that many Subarus. I saw a few. And then when I got to Denton, it's and it's a college town, I saw so many Subarus there and a lot of cross treks, yeah. and I saw some BRZs and a few Outbacks, but I was like, this is where all the Subarus are. Yeah. They're, they're like, they're a great car for a child. Um, like it's functional. It's the relatively cheap if you buy one used and they're super safe. So well, yeah, I get it. And then you mentioned the BRZ. I, I go ups and downs if I like the BRZ or if I don't like it. Some, some weeks, I love it. And other weeks, I'm like, it's not a real Subaru. It's it's really funny. Yeah. So when y'all did the, uh, I know I'm kind of going back here, but when you did the exhaust oh, on the uh, on both of the cars, what's the what's like the the difficulty level of doing the installs on those? Um, well, if, so if you're new like me, it's <laughs> hard. But if you know what you're doing, yeah. So it it, it took me maybe like. I don't know. Half an hour to half an out. hour for yep. my car. Um, for her car, it, it would have been easier. No offense, babe, but um, just because you don't have to lift it, like she could just roll up there and and, and knock it out. Um, you know, one one socket and uh, some some hangers, and um, and that, that's really about it. Watch a quick online tutorial. Uh, Subi Speed puts out great online tutorials. I watched it once, cranked it out. Um, and just get, getting into a rhythm, like for people that are new working on cars, get your setup, whatever you're comfortable with. You don't need, you don't need a ton of expensive equipment and expensive tools. Um, you know, you'd be amazed at, at the simple things. Like I said, I learned on a curb, right? So if you, if you don't, if you don't have a jack or jack stands or a lift or ramps, you literally just find a curb, drive up on it and slide underneath it. Um, and then the other piece is, is safety. Uh, just make sure you throw the jack stands under there if you get under your car. Uh, e-brake, chalk the chalk the tires, 
Um, and then wear eye protection. I like to wear rubber gloves. Um, not like rubber gloves, but like, uh, uh, you know, doctor's gloves. Yeah. And um, keep, keeps all the stuff out of your fingers. Um, just provides a little bit of protection. And, um, but yeah, an axle back is going to be the, the easiest exhaust to, to throw on. The cat back goes even farther. Um, the J pipe or down pipe up by your engine, I think might be a little bit more difficult. Um, but as long as you have a decent flashlight and, and a couple tools, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's four bolts and four hangers. And then, like, for Dorothy's Outback, it was just two bolts. And that was all she had to do to swap it out. Yeah. And then we had, she had to modify her. She had to cut, yeah, she had to cut her bumper. But, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that feels really neat, though. Because, so, like, you talk about community, right? Like, normally I would just, I would just probably chuck the, the old mufflers. But, you know, she did the research and found out that, um, you know, WRX, um, muffler is a direct swap to her outback, and um, so it bolts up just fine. So you know we sold it to her for super low price, and she got an exhaust for super low price. Helped her put it on, um, and you kind of following that Subi mantra of you know, you're not wasting stuff, you're reusing things. Um, and then she gets something out of it. We all kind of you know That's share an experience yeah. and. Uh, yeah, I even had my son out there holding an umbrella for her because she was stuck just a little bit outside the garage, um, and it started drizzling. So it was a whole family event. That's nice. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's a good way. That's a good way to like repurpose stuff, and then also knowing people in the community that have a need for something and being able to help them out. That's like really nice to, you know, have that because you're not going to always get that in a lot of places. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, so Katie, absolutely. for your um, for your exhaust, what was it that was hard about it? Well, uh, hangers. the hangers, because of they were in different locations than the WRX and the Outback, <laughs> um, I couldn't get them off at all. So we had to sit there and cut them off um, with, you know, like a box cutter. And I would cut and I'd slam my finger into wow. different parts of metal. So my knuckles are all... <laughs> all cut up and, and sore still, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, eventually we got it all off and then putting it on was a lot easier. It was just getting, getting the old exhaust off. That was a pain in the butt. Yeah. It's, it's little things. So like your exhaust hangers on a newer car are, aren't going to be like molded onto the metal hanger or the metal exhaust, but little things like if you just spit on the exhaust hanger, the metal will slide right in there. Whereas people don't know that. And it's like trying to put on a pair of pants with your, um, your just out of the shower and they stick on everything versus, you know, doing it the other way. So this little, little tricks, can, it can make it such an easy thing. And like I said, she's learning. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Watching her life. Well, and I'm sure that was very rewarding too, to be able to do it yourself, even though it was a lot of work and you got some banged up knuckles, you know, the, knowing that you did it yourself, you know, with a little bit of help and uh, now you've got this new exhaust on there. I'm sure that was like a really good feeling too. And, you know, just learning something new to do. Oh, definitely. It is definitely nice to like actually understand more of how the car works. And, you know, Chad's not a mechanic, but he knows a lot more than I do. So he can teach me in the process. (laughs) 
No, I'm kidding. I do a pretty good job. You, you do a pretty good job, but. Yeah, and then um, the other part of that is you save money. So, I mean, a mechanic shop, anywhere from, like, what, 80 bucks an hour on up. So, you know, we did we did both exhausts for both cars for about $1,000 installed. Whereas my exhaust for my STI, I paid for it. And I think I was just shy of, was it down pipe? Well, I mean, that was more pieces, but plus the install, like over $2,000 for one car wow. versus $1,000 for, for both of them. Yeah, installation, I mean... If they're, if they're doing a professional job, sometimes it's worth it. But at the same time, like I wouldn't pay somebody to put on my shoes, you know? So, yeah. So with the, uh, so y'all have the exhaust on the cars. What other mods do y'all have on each of them? Well, I'll let you go first. Um, all right. So yeah, access port would be number one. So we got that right away. This uh, is for the WRX. Yeah, WRX, sorry. Um, I was real curious to see how the new uh, FA20 engine responded. Um, so we did, did the access port with the Cobb uh, intake on there. I, I like hearing hearing the turbo. Um, I think it's one of my favorite parts of a turbo engine. Um, so we did that one. And then what I did a, a white line shift kit for the transmission with the transmission mount. Um, there's a lot of slop in, in like the, the WRX driveline. Um, so that really cleans it up a lot. Um, you know, anytime and we, we talk about inertia, uh, anytime you're going side to side in your drivetrain, it's not linking together and power's dissipating through the, uh, the process. So if you can streamline the power, it's better. Um, and, you know, I can't quantify that, so I don't know, necessarily know like, Oh, it's four horsepower, three <laughs> horsepower, but yeah. the, the quality of life of like, think about how many times you shift, right? You shift a lot. So, you know, putting those, that, that on there, uh, and then the Cobb shift kit, put that on there. Um, you know, some of the other standard stuff. I got a, uh, roof, um, rack on there with a bike, bike mount, um, for my bike and then mud flaps, nameless exhaust. Uh, and then Biodynamic. Oh yeah. The headlights. Yeah. yeah I don't like the halogens. I, I wish I would have got the LEDs, but they didn't have the, the, the high speed lights with, um, with the performance package and um, the performance pack came with the Recaros. So my WRX has got the Recaros. And I absolutely love, love those seats. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then upgraded the speakers and, uh, oh, and then put the red top battery in there. Cause it, uh, the Optima, if anybody knows anything, you, you leave your radio on for more than like six minutes and it seems like the Subi, uh, battery dies. So we replaced those <laughs> right away. Um, and if you don't want to spend the money for like the red top, I honestly only got it because I like the color and kind of going with a red and black theme under the engine. But, um, Walmart to Everstart, I think it's Everstart. They're like 87, $89. And, um, you know, we've left her car on with lights on overnight and things still kicks up. So I'd recommend that. So, what uh, and then weather tech floor mats. Oh, yeah. Those are nice. Yeah. So what is the, what do you mean by red top? So, uh, uh, the Optima series, they have, they have different, um, so the whole top of the battery is red and, uh, it's about a $200 battery. Um, but it's kind of like the, I don't know, you could arguably call it the gold standard for like high end batteries. Um, and, uh, it's just, if you're going to run, you know, I honestly, it's overkill for WX, but, if you're going to run a car stereo in there or you have 
um, awesome light bar across the top. Like I know in the, like the soft roading, off roading community, it's all about the lights. Um, yeah. and you leave those on while you're parked and your car's off. Um, you know, they have the possibility of killing your engine uh, or killing your battery. So that, that battery is just a real high end, high performance. And it's going to crank up for you. Um, whether it's cold out or you leave your stuff on, um, so I, I highly recommend it. If anybody uses theirs for like camping in the woods, uh, upgrade your battery. It's 80 bucks. And then you can trade in your core battery at whatever shop, get a couple dollars back all in all $70. Super easy to do. Nice. Good. That's, that's good to know. Cause I'm going to go camping next weekend. So I may not necessarily yeah. need it then, but, um, that's good to know for future. Cause I might be trying to go more. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, so for the ascent, um, we have a 3M clear wrap on the hood and the front bumper um, to just kind of help protect from rocks and really yeah, it's it's been nice. Um, so that was the very first thing we had done to it, and at, yeah, the dealer did that for us before we even picked it up. And then the first mod was doing the KMC wheels with BF Goodrich tires, which changed the look of the ascent completely just yeah, from, from the wheels and tires. So yeah, we have the, the BFG KO twos on there. Um, and everyone asked about the turning radius. The tire is actually slightly smaller than the OEM tire that, that came on it. So we don't have any issues with turning radius and yes, there is increased road noise, but it's an all-terrain tire. So that's to be expected. <laughs> yeah. Rim and tires. Yeah. Um, and then we've got triple armor, primitive racing skid plates underneath, which have been a lifesaver because I probably would have broken the bottom of my car by now. Yeah. Some of the stuff we've done in it. Yeah. Again, those, those mods don't add horsepower, but a broken uh, oil or a, a punctured oil pan or a broken differential will, will leave you on top of a mountain. So I definitely recommend those. Yeah. Um, what else do we have in there? I did custom decals. Yeah, roof rack. The roof rack, which we actually recycled. We've carried it around. We had it on our first WRX, on our cross track, on the STI. Yeah. So the only thing we had to do with our roof rack, um, we added the extender, the extension to it. Oh, yeah, because the Ascent is huge. Because the Ascent is a lot bigger <laughs> than <laughs> yeah. all the other Subarus we own. Um, we, I mean, yeah, basket, we've put everything in that thing. Yeah. From small children to coolers <laughs> to bikes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also, um, the exhaust, obviously, we've talked enough about that. <laughs> yeah. And then um, all the floor mats you could think of because we yeah. destroyed Having the, the all-weather floor mats is amazing with kids and dogs and mud and <laughs> you name it all weather formats are the way to go um and then we've also got uh, a hitch basket that we'll throw on there for our camping trips because it's a lot easier to throw cooler on that than it is on top of the yeah, car. yeah. So I'm, I'm about a 220 pound army guy and getting a fully loaded yeti from the top of a vehicle is a, is, is is a strenuous thing so the the tailgate basket uh or tow hook basket a lot easier to get it from yeah but i think that's it for mods we're looking at a lift for me in the near future yeah yeah trying to figure out some the combination there 
So yeah, I'm I'm big on uh, customer service. Um, so you know, I've been talking to a few different companies, and I have my preference for who I will go through for a lift. Um, so we will see. Yeah, customer what, service is important for sure, always. Yeah. So so with all the mods, not to get too like science on you, but I always look at everything from like uh, um, uh, the art and the science. So like there's the art of uh, how it feels, um, what it's like, the design, and then the science is like the, the thickness of the metal, um, the durability, what it's coated in, how much it costs. Because certain things have to be quantitative, but then the other side, it, it you know, you can't judge a, um, a nice painting by, by numbers, right? It just speaks to you. So we always try to think about it from both, both sides of the fence. Yeah. And I mean, when I talk to companies, there's a few of them, like um, I talked to nameless on the phone, asked them all the questions that I had and they were super friendly. I think primitive racing has been the most amazing company to talk to. Uh, when it comes to getting ideas for the car and, you know, why their lift would, oh, yeah, Cobb was good. Pretty good. They're just expensive. Yeah. But, um, you know, just, just talking to different companies and kind of getting an idea for, you know, if you're just another sale to them or if like they actually care that you're putting their product on your car. Um, so that's, that's been great for me. And I think, you know, dealing with the guys at Primitive Racing has been awesome. Like they're all amazing. I recommend their skid plates to everybody. Um, and I know a bunch of the people from the Rue crew are, you know, have just ordered them or will be ordering them with that next mm-hmm. stimulus check that comes through. <laughs> so I love yeah. all the, the Scooby stimulus check memes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, so for each of you, which are your favorite mods for your cars? Oh, so if I can combine them, I would say the access port with the intake, it totally changes the power band, the drivability, the performance, and gives you that, that, that turbo spool sound. Um, you know, some people just call it a noisemaker, um, but like it, it adds to the experience. And uh, so I'd say that like I've done what, like six access ports at this point, mm, yeah. one on a Ford, which I slightly regret the car, not the access port, but, um, that's that's my combo. So, um, oh, for me, it's all of them, but <laughs> I it's it's really the rims and the tires because it changed the entire look of the well, of the ascent. And if you're, I mean, if you've been in Subi lifestyle at all, we all know blue with bronze rims is like the, the very unique Subiism. So when you look at her car, like it's a 2.4 liter turbo engine with blue and and bronze. So, it, I mean, it's a shout out to basically a family hauler version of the old school STI. So I think that's my favorite mod for your car. Yeah. So yeah. What is the what is the access port that you were talking about? Uh, okay. So with forced induction, right, which is a turbo or supercharger, you're, you're think of a water wheel, you know, moving, um, you know, the waters, the airflow or the exhaust and creating power, bringing more air into the engine. Tuning your engine is, can change, change the, the power band. So your horsepower, your torque, and, and really change the, the whole characteristics of your car. 
in a naturally aspirated um, engine, like your typical Mustang or, or uh, something that's non-turbo, um, you can't change it as much. And um, so what it does is it changes uh, the, the fuel to air, it changes the ignition and the timing, it changes it, just about everything in, in your engine. It kind of gets out a little bit out of my knowledge because I haven't done it. What Cobb does is they preload maps, um, which is like a map for your engine. Um, with the modifications that you do, and then you you upload through your OBD2 port, which is what um, a mechanic or a Subaru dealer will hook up to, to to run a diagnostic test on your car. Um, and then this little access port looks like a cell phone, uh, talks to your computer in your car, and changes what it does, um, tells it to drive different. And um, it's it's highly recommended for any of the turbo cars. Uh, you can do it on like any of them. So the Forester, um, the Forester X, XT or whatever. Yeah, the older Forester. Yeah, so anything that's that's turboed, you can really change the dynamics of the engine. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. And then it's it's multi multi prong too. Like it'll, um, you can lock it your your car like your whole engine. So if you're going to park it for somewhere, so theft protection, like your car just won't start. Um, you can change it to um, valet mode. So like when I took my my hopped up STI, um, we went downtown Chicago, change it to valet mode. So the guy can't go all Ferris Bueller's day off on my car and <laughs> redline it and blow it up. Um, and we did that when we when we shipped the STI. Uh, so the guys, you know, shipping the car can't go hot routing. Um, and then it also pull codes for you too. So if your check engine light comes on, you know, you can run it that way. And then the, the real unique thing about it is, uh, we talk about customer service. So you can, you can pull a problem or, or log on the access port. You can log your data from your engine and you can send it to Cobb. And, um, if you follow their instructions and, and link up with them, they can diagnose issues with your car all online without you even having to travel to them. Um, so yeah, one, and, and then the power you can get out of it is just ridiculous. Like in, in, in my one STI, we went, uh, up to 337, uh, at the wheels, which I don't know, 380, 390 horsepower. Uh, so at the, at the engine, so there's a lot of power and it makes it feel like a completely different car. Yeah. That sounds like a really, really nice mod for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think what was about five six hundred bucks yeah is what they cost um so they're not cheap but they're not you know they're not super expensive like a good rim and tire setup's like you know almost two thousand dollars yeah well it sounds too like with you know for that cost you actually get a lot from it which is i mean it seems like that's you know that's not crazy expensive and you do get a lot from it so that's not a bad buy at all yeah no i definitely recommend it 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 actually increases your gas mileage because it, it, I don't know, makes the engine more efficient. Now, the side effect, though, is because it's more power, you tend to, you know, use the gas a little bit more. Yeah. So the gas mileage goes down in that sense. But if you were just to do cruise control or economy mode, you'd get it better. So for, for each of your cars, if somebody, you know, bought an Ascent or WRX and... They were wanting to start doing some mods, but they weren't really sure what they could do or should do. Do y'all have a recommendation of like, hey, 
this would be a really good mod to kind of start off with. So a lot of people get sensitive around warranty work. Um, you know, hey, is this going to void my warranty? Is this going to void my warranty? Uh, especially if, you know, you go in, uh, get a loan for the car. Maybe it's your first car that you got brand new. The last thing you want to do is have an issue and somebody at the dealer tells you that it's not covered. So I always say just start small and learn about your car. Like mud flaps are the best first thing out there. Mud flaps on Subies are like the only thing. You know, you have lifted trucks on the road that should have mud flaps on by law, and they still don't. But you drive around a Subaru Impreza, and, and it's got a mud flaps on it. But it's just this first little, like, little beginner entry mod where you learn how clips work, you learn how to use a few wrenches on your car, and it's like the gateway drug into the whole, like, Subaru modification realm. <laughs> yeah, and it, 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 it um, adds a nice look to the cars, too, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And then, um, I don't know, some of the other uh, drivability things, like the the floor mats are great, especially if you live anywhere with snow. Or rain. um, Or rain. Those are good. Um, And then then if it's turbo access port. But people get sensitive about the, the warranty work, and you can or can't void the warranty. My advice is if you have any questions, Find a dealer that's willing to work with you. Some dealers aren't, some are. And it's just the characteristics of the dealer. Like if they if they support the whole enthusiast culture, they'll help you out. But if you go to one that rarely ever has an STI or WRX, then they're they might not help you out. So you're not tied to a dealer. Um, you know, so you know, hit Google Maps, type Subaru dealer, find one, send them a few emails and just say, hey. Do you guys support the enthusiast culture? Just ask them straight out. Um, and you know, a lot of people are, are nervous when talking to a dealer. So my advice is, you can be anybody you want to be online. So just send them an email, yeah. and and they don't they don't know they don't know if you're uh, you know a seven figure income guy or if it's your first car and it's used. Um, and you know, as long as they're good customer service, they shouldn't matter. Yeah, that's really good advice. I, I like that because I've worried about that um, myself. Not that I, I don't think I've done anything to my car so far that would I would have to worry about that because um, I don't think decals are gonna you know affect that. But for a future reference, that's I really like that because we have six dealerships here in the Houston area, so I've got plenty of options now. There's not really a lot of enthusiasts it seems in the Houston area for off-roading because we don't have anything to go off-road here. Um, but you know, it's definitely good to know. And so what about the ascent for uh, first mods? Oh yeah. Tires and, and wheels. I don't like the OEM wheels that came on the, so ascent. Could, if you were trying to do it on a budget, you could just do the tires. Cause you got, so your KO2s, the, 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 what good, BF Goodrich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the tires that come on the Ford Raptor, right? So it's like the gold standard for off-road wheels, but you don't have to go that intense. Um, there's, there's a whole uh, litany of different tires that could work. And if you go in right away, you trade them out at uh, what discount tire mm-hmm. before you have a lot of miles, you might get a few bucks for them in return. They'll at least dispose of them. And it, it changes the 
the snow and the off-road driving characteristics significantly. Uh, Subaru's tires, they focus on uh, like economy, right? They're really looking for gas mileage and cheap production to keep costs down. So I highly recommend that. Like even the summer tires on the WRXs, we would swap them out right away. Like before, before your first oil change, all the tires are gone, hands down. Uh, the Geolanders are good. Um, I don't, I don't know all the names, all the different tires, but tires would be good. And then rims to go with it if if you got the extra coin. Yeah, the Geolanders are what I what came on mine, and then the stock wheels that came on the uh, the base models Crosstrek look really good. I actually like them. But I, you yeah, know, the I, the cross track wheels have always been a lot nicer. The ascent <laughs> ones, they like they were too chromey for me, and yeah, they looked they looked normal. They they looked too normal for me. That's what it was. Yeah, we we put them back on when we rode like do long road trips. We throw them on just because then we're not putting all the highway miles on well, the off road yeah, tires. We did do that. We took a. a 3,000 pound trailer through the mountains for about 2,000 miles. So we swapped out the old 20s on there because they're better highway miles. And then, yeah, the the KO2s, when you're doing 2,000 miles on a highway, that is not the tire for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll do it. But if you have something to swap out, then go for it. So with, with your cars, is it definitely a his and hers? Or do you all drive each other's occasionally? <laughs> it's it's more of a his and mostly hers because when, when we're all together doing anything family, he drives my car because I'm usually the one that jumps out to take all the photos. Okay. Slash take care of kids or chase dogs down or, you know, do everything else. But he like his car is basically just, he drives to work in it and then we take my car everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Her car, it, it's so versatile. Like my car is fun to commute in. You zip around, stick shift, back roads. And I love it. But then, yeah, on the weekends, it's it's the mom mobile, pretty much twenty four seven on that. Yeah, just because. I mean, in his car, we can't fit um, a booster seat, a car seat, and a teenager in the back of <laughs> the back of the WRX. It would be tight. It would, it would be tight. He'll take the WRX out on the weekends just for fun to, you know, hear his exhaust. But for the most part, I think I've driven it twice just to run and like go get coffee or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the um, ascent and taking it off road and everything, how does that handle with it being uh, quite a bit heavier than a lot of the other, you know, Subarus that are going off road? Um, you know, it has, it's handled really well, actually. and. Everything that, you know, anyone from the route crew is, is posting of their car doing, we're doing majority of it. There's a couple of older Outbacks that just are amazing and have been custom built and beat on. And the owners are willing to, like, push them to do some crazy stuff. Um, but the Ascent does, you know, everything just as well yeah, as the, the smaller vehicles. The symmetric all-wheel drive is outstanding. Um, and the Ascent's got a lot more power uh, as well. But yeah, with those tires on there, as far as traction goes, it's 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 brilliant. Uh, the only thing you're going to get is it's a longer wheelbase. So 
like if you're doing an approach angle or um, kind of coming over a big curb, you have to worry about the the middle, like a high center uh, slash bottom out kind of effect. Yeah. But and the skid plates help a lot there. Yeah, the skid plates do help <laughs> a lot with that. Yeah. Um, and then you are a little bit wider. Some of the trails are really narrow. Um, your car has what looks like Wolverine claws down both sides. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. And uh, last weekend when I went out with the Rue crew, uh, we were going through this narrow spot where there's an uprooted tree on one side and like a big boulder on the other side of the trail. And uh, what was his name? Uh, Ryan, Wanderer Cross Trek. He, he squeezed through there no problem. And I'm like, man, I'm not that... I'm not that skinny. <laughs> I don't know if I can make it through there. So I had uh, Charlie, who drives Falcon Roo. Uh, he kind of was my ground guide to make sure I could make it through there without completely damaging my rims or the side of my car. So that it's nice having the crew around because we help each other out and spot for each other to help prevent any major damage from happening when you're out. Yeah. So, but other than that, I mean, it's it's been great on the trails. With uh, with your car more with the ascent being wider, is that where the name Big Booty Subi came into play? <laughs> it it is where the name came from because you know there's a handful of ascents that have joined the Rue Crew, but none of them have come out with us yet. So if you're listening and you're in the PNW and driving ascent. Join us on the trails because I can't be the only the only big one in the in the crew. Yeah, there you go. You heard it. So so come on out. Yeah, <laughs> join us. It's yeah. fun. I promise. So what what made y'all decide to buy Subarus in the first place? Oh, this is a so, Chad story for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So let's see. I went to school in the north. And one of my buddies had a silver WRX and I had a Mustang at the time. Um, and I got stuck on a speed bump in a parking lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's hilarious, right? Like I, I still wonder how Mustangs sell like they do. Power's great, right? Sure. But so it was polished snow. Um, and I coasted over the speed bump, had a car stopped in front of me. So the speed bump is in between my front and rear tires. And I had these awesome uh, drag radials on the back and I, I couldn't get over the snow or the speed bump. And my tires would just spin. My buddy came, helped me out. And uh, ever since then, I just kind of fell in love with the hood scoop and the all wheel drive. Um, well, and then I think when, uh, right before we bought our first one, he was deployed to Afghanistan and, um, became friends with a guy there that was all about oh my life. Yeah. yeah then, yeah. So I uh I had a elbow injury and he ended up um gluing me back together. And then we were talking cars and uh, yeah. So, he he yeah. really got us hooked on the Subaru. Yeah, I think we actually we actually ordered my white STI from a forward operating base in Afghanistan on the on the little bit of internet we had there. Wow, we did, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and and that dude, he's great. And his super gearhead um, taught me a lot uh, about Subaru culture, and and um, I ran so many questions through him. Yeah, he was our first introduction into like 
how amazing the Subi community is. And like, you know, that's before Instagram was even a thing. So, I mean, it could have been a thing, but it wasn't a very big thing, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Uh, so he got us involved with all of it. We went to our first rally with him. And, and then from then on, we were hooked on yeah. Subaru. The rally was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I guess you haven't gotten the, uh, I mean, based on the tires and everything with the ascent, um, you haven't gotten it stuck out anywhere on the trails? Uh, we got it stuck in the snow, kind of like, you know, it was kind of icy and we slid into a ditch on the high side of the trail, which... Well, because the other side was a, a cliff. cliff. <laughs> so... So, yeah, the high side of the trail, the good side yeah, of the, the trail. Side, yeah. And, uh, you know, so he was, he was airing on the high side of the trail and we slid into this ditch and got the, the left side of the ascent stuck, but we carry, um, recovery boards up top. So Chad had to climb out of the driver's window because he couldn't open the door because yeah. there's so much snow. <laughs> Well, because uh, yeah, when it slid down into the ditch, we were probably at almost like a thirty-degree angle wow. pitching towards the. So I couldn't open the door at all, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty decent ditch. I knew the ditch was there, but going uphill, I, I just didn't want to slide right. Yeah. So I was like, you know, hey, if we get stuck, no big deal. Um, but yeah, the recovery boards. And a shovel. And a shovel. Simple little, little, uh, you know, adventure gear. Maybe, what were they, 60 bucks? Yeah. Yeah, they're great. And we'll put them right in the roof basket, tie them down with a um, bungee cord, and we've used them four or five times now. Yeah, and, and when we get stuck, uh, I would like to point out that I'm not the one that's driving. So he got himself <laughs> stuck, he can get himself unstuck. Yeah. I just take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> He makes yeah, cars yeah. fly and gets them stuck, huh? That's right. So Big risks, big rewards. So I take all the photos of it happening, so I have Instagram content, and <laughs> yeah. I let him do all the hard work. So what other gear do you all take when you go out on the trails? And then is there any, any other recovery gear that you take besides just the, the track or the recovery boards? So let's see, recovery gear, yeah. So I'll do um, a couple toe straps. Uh, one with hooks and then one with just the toe loops. Um, We've got shovel, about shovel recovery boards, an axe. Um, you'd be surprised at how much just a little bit of a log can get in your way. Like you come down a trail, a tree falls, you can't move it. Um, and and that'll help. We have stuff like duct tape. Yeah, duct tape. Um, 550 cord. cord uh, bungees, regular rope. Fire starter blankets. And <laughs> then... And then a battery box, like little portal battery box that you can plug anything into. You jumpstart your car with it. And then as silly as it is, but I bring another pair of shoes because I walk through water all the time. <laughs> and I'll just swap out to my other pair of shoes and throw my um, my soaked pair either by the floorboards, by the heater, or just put them in the basket and let the sun dry them out. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's uh yeah, because you don't want to walk around, especially if it's cold with, you know, cold feet and wet feet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. So if, yeah, I'd, like to, I'd like to get, a, a, like, a wench or something, but I don't know. We, we really haven't been in need of it. Because if you go with other people, you're, you're pretty much all right. We don't do anything that gnarly. 
Yeah. Well, except for the river crossing, but <laughs> that was by herself. <laughs> was that scary? Well, yeah, yeah, it was just from the sense of, so when I'm up there, right, it's a family mobile and, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I do a little risk management in my head and, uh, you know, obviously having wrecked cars in the past, I don't necessarily worry about the cost of the vehicle, but I just think of it as like, okay, we're on the side of a mountain, um, 10 miles from town. Yeah. 10 miles out, no self-service. Like, and I instantly know, like I'm running this through my head. It's like, all right, well, either I'm walking out or we're all walking out. Um, so that's what I think of when just something simple, like I said, like you, you, you puncture an oil pan or, or you pop two tires, heaven forbid. Um, so that's what I think of when, when, when we talk about scary, cause I know the car is going to do it, but is it going to like be a hundred percent afterwards? Yeah, for sure. So how many, uh, trails have y'all been out on? Ooh couple dozen at least at this point yeah i mean to be fair a lot of the trails that we have gone and done are ones that we've done multiple times so i mean we get to the point uh while chad was in korea i went out every weekend just for something to do we've been all over rainier we've been up up in the northwest carbonado down to oregon down by crater lake we've been out to the coast multiple times yeah and then we were through utah down in moab um, yeah, we've done a lot, man. We've done a lot just in that car, even more in the other cars. Yeah. So do y'all have a, a favorite trail that y'all have been to or, or I guess favorite spot that y'all have been to? I like the beach, the beach, the beach when it's colder, when no one's there and you just throw up a couple of tents and you can do whatever. And then you camp right in the, uh, the shore side of the shelter. That's my favorite. Katie. Yeah, I like anywhere in the mountains. Yeah. I am a mountain person at heart and just being up there it's like total stress reliever. So take me up in the mountains and I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. you grew up skiing. I grew up in the city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I grew yeah, up pro in tip for, uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. For for the um pro tip for anybody going onto the beach, air down your tires. Even if you have the stock factory, OEM, whatever you want to call it, tires, just air them down. Um, you know, Google, YouTube, the, the PSI, and it, it widens the footprint of your contact point and helps you glide over the sand. Uh, I can't stress that enough. And if you're trying to help anybody else recover and they're stuck, even if it's Susie Homemaker in her minivan, this front wheel drive, just go uh, push the pin and air down some of the tires a little bit and it will be a lifesaver. Yeah. I've, I've heard that, um, quite a bit, you know, and, uh, that's definitely something that should be taken into consideration because I took my car out after having it for maybe two or three weeks and I took it to an off-road park that was mostly sand. And I watched somebody get stuck on a YouTube video in the sand, uh, even with air down tires, like the week before, not on the beach, but like in some sand dunes. And uh, so I was, that was a little scary for me because I didn't have any recovery gear. I was just me and my son. And there was a bunch of big trucks and, and other stuff there. But uh, I kind of was driving around and was feeling what the car was doing, even though I hadn't really driven it in that kind of condition. But I, I would look ahead and see that 
areas that looked like they were maybe a little too soft and sandy, so I'd turn around. But, I mean, it did well, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, learning the capabilities of your car is like growing with your car at the same time, right? You experience that moment together, and it's, like you said, it's very rewarding knowing that you've conquered something. So you ease into it, and then, you know, next thing you know, uh, you, you you have to get stuck eventually because then you know the limit. And then you kind of do a little review in your head of like, okay, if I would have just kept going straight versus stopping at that point, then I wouldn't have sank. And, and you just, you learn all the little tricks. And, and yes, the big trucks and the Jeeps with the 35s out there, they can be a little intimidating. Um, but they also, you can learn from them at the same time. Yeah. And so speaking of like trails and places to go, do y'all have like a bucket list location of where you'd want to go? Oh, Alaska. Yeah, definitely. Um, And then I think doing, you know, portions down in Oregon, uh, uh, we have a cabin down near Crater Lake. So there's, some more trails down in that area that I'd like to check out. We didn't get to do them last summer when we went because I had a trailer hooked up to the ascent. But we should have done it with a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just exploring more more mountain regions, getting away from where like there's a lot of people, and seeing more of nature while we're out. I think is is my goal. Just my goal in life in general. Yeah. And speaking of nature, you know, we were talking about the mountains and and city earlier. I grew up in Houston. I've lived here my whole life and it's completely flat. Uh, And like I said earlier, I've traveled for work. And the first time that I went to Colorado, that's um, that's when I fell in love with mountains. And anytime I've been out of town somewhere and I walk out of my hotel room and my view is a mountain range, I'm just in love. And I think oh, I could definitely. wake up to this every day. Yeah. Well, you would you would love the view from our uh, our bedroom then, man. Yeah, we we wake up to Mount Rainier every morning. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Take a yeah, picture every morning. Send it to me. Like, hey, this is our view. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> every morning that it's not gray. Yeah. But. So have y'all connected with other people and actually met up with other people that are not in the Rugged Roo crew? Um, Also, if if we see people along in parking lot, like just the other day, you found a black ascent. Oh, I did. That uh, we had to turn around and put our decal and... uh, A spotted card. Yeah, Roo crew card (laughs) on their windshield wiper. Uh, So at this point, um, Dorothy's the one that really is all about it. So, yeah. So Katie's kind of picked up that trait of, if you see a fellow, uh, cool doobie, <laughs> you have to reach out and be like, Hey, we are now friends. I don't know if you knew that, but we're friends now. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, we, we convinced, I mean, we've convinced his brother and his sister to both get Subarus. Yeah. Our friends just bought their first Subaru. Oh yeah, they did. That's right. So, you know, we, talk about Subarus all the time because you know even after owning 14 different cars six of those have been Subarus and we keep going back to Subaru yeah 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 I I get it and when it comes to like really driving these things we've done just about everything from the Autobahn to the mountains man um 
you know, so we have tested, tested the Subi life. And y'all have, I mean, yeah, the Subi family, y'all have had quite the uh, Subaru experience too with making one fly and, uh, you know, getting one stuck in a ditch and having, owning different Subarus too. That's really cool because then you get to experience what each car is capable of or not capable of. So that's, uh, that's, you know, kind of unique because I don't think a lot of people have, I mean, I know there are people that have had Subarus for a long time and had different ones, but y'all have kind of gotten a good, you know, variety of different ones and had different experiences with all of them. Yeah, I, I think my favorite Subi story, we haven't talked about it on here yet, is we had a great trail right behind our house in Bavaria, uh, southern Germany. And it just snowed some fresh powder about five inches. And so Katie, she's a big snow skier. And uh, skier. You don't have to say snow skier. I water ski. I water yeah, ski. Yeah, it's just skiing. Right, okay, so she, <laughs> she's a big skier. And uh, so she keeps talking about wanting to go skiing, but, you know, like, you know, with kids, family, it's tough to get out there. Well, I sometimes. had just broken my arm and had surgery on it. So. so what I did is we hooked up the tow hook to the back of our blue STI at the time and, and fastened a, uh, a tow rope. And then so I took her behind the Subi through the trail, <laughs> put the kids in the car, and we did multiple laps. Um, yeah, towing her behind the, the SCI. That's awesome. Skiing. Yeah, that it was is, absolutely a blast, man. That's super um, cool. And, oh, people were staring at us like we were insane, but <laughs> it was so much fun. Germans don't know that it's all wheel drive. Yeah, they just kept looking at us like, why is that random car out there in the trails? With oh my god, there's a person behind yeah. it. <laughs> it was fun. I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure yeah. that was quite the sight for them over there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we uh yeah, we did a couple laps in that and then did a couple obligatory donuts in the farm field and then came back and yeah, it was it's probably I think it's my favorite Subi story. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I was thankful for the snow that we got here several weeks ago. I mean, I know it wasn't good for a lot of people, but I kept seeing people getting out and driving through the snow and doing donuts and parking lots and stuff. And I'm like, I have to get out and see what this thing can do. And I did. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I'm glad I took advantage of that. Yeah. Well, you know, adversity builds character. Um, but yeah, absolutely getting, a, getting the experience of snow, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. It was, and I've done some mud too, which is fun, but I want to, I'd like to find a some kind of like either like really flat ground that's kind of muddy that, you know, it doesn't have um, ruts in it that I can get out and really do some drifting, but haven't found that yet. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's cool too, to, you know, for me to be able to talk to a lot of different people and hear different stories. So it's, uh, you know, and, and for other people to hear them too. And uh, it's like, you know, people are, seem to really be getting something from the podcast and you know there's good information that y'all have shared for things that you've done and you know recommendations and so that's you know has become kind of one of the goals of the podcast is for people to share their recommendations and you know aside from the stories but um it's uh seems to be working out well for people and i, I like that i'm i get a lot of really good feedback and i'm very thankful for it no, that's good. I think anytime you bring in people together, man, 
it's a, a, a noble effort. And it just, it helps build the Subi community. And like, I, I think it's amazing what you're doing and the Subi community. I mean, even from our first one where it was just the handful of people we met from going to, you know, rallies and stuff to where it is now, it's, so amazing to see how people come together because you can get on Instagram and, you know, I'll look up hashtag Subaru Ascent and I'm like, Oh, you know, this guy's lifted. Let me talk to him about his lift and see if he likes it, if he's got any issues with it. Or even right before uh, we got on the the call with you, um, there was a girl with an Ascent in Canada messaging me asking, asking questions about the exhaust. And if, she should do it for her ascent. And I was like, yeah, definitely. And then she also asked questions about skid plates. She's like, I don't really go off-road a lot. Should I get skid plates? I was like, you know, if, if you're planning on doing off-roading, then definitely get them. But if if you're just going to drive around town 99% of the time, you know, invest that money elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what, what would y'all say is your favorite part of being in the Rugged Roo Crew and then also in the Subaru community. And they might end up being the same answer, but, um, you know, they could be different. So I like watching people learn or experience something for the first time. So, like, there's a lot of people that want to go on an adventure. They want to do something with their car. They want to have an experience. And I've been lucky enough to uh, to been, to have, have done some of that and so I don't mind taking people and showing them the path, right? So, and, and watching their eyes open up of like, wow, I can go on this mountain. I can go down this trail um, or visit this location uh, and, and navigate through without GPS or cell phone service. I think that's my favorite part is watching them learn. Well, I think, I mean, as the person who's still learning, even though we're six Subarus deep, I I like the the people because it's a bunch of non-judgmental people like like I was saying before on Instagram I can sit there and message anybody and ask them a question about their car and they're going to give me good feedback about it you know whether they had a good experience with it or not and you know you you open up a lot of conversations and then it it opens your eyes to see like oh maybe I don't want to do this mod to it because it could affect the eyesight or, oh, you know, this lift sags. Maybe we don't want to do that one, you know. So it's it's been nice just talking to the people and, and getting good feedback and building those relationships with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the community is, is so supportive and, and they're so helpful with everything. And, I mean, even if you're not contacting somebody for a question, it's like people just want to talk about their cars and the community and their mods and people that they've met and, you know, just anything Subaru, it seems like, you know, people get excited about it. And, uh, that's, it's yeah. a really, it, it's, I wouldn't say it's a rare thing, but it's not, I think within the car community, um, cause I know there's other brands that I'm sure have, you know, their little clicks and everything, but it just seems that there's something a little bit different about the Subaru community. Yeah. The, the Subi wave sums it up. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, the, the Jeepers the Jeep, do it too. The but. Jeep community has it, but yeah. I mean, I, I drove a Jeep, gosh, 13, 14 years ago. And it's just like, yeah, the Jeep has it, a good community, but it's only the heavily modded Jeeps. 
that are in that community, right? Whereas Subaru, I feel like even if your only mod is a decal, like yep. you're still going to be accepted into the Subi community because you still drive a Subaru. We're trying to get all these sense on board with the Subi way. It's letting them know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hasn't quite, hasn't quite picked up, but we'll get there. Yeah. Well, what's, speaking of mods and like what you were talking about earlier, you know, ones to get and ones maybe not to get, have, have there been any that you got and didn't end up liking? No, we put so or we Chad put so much research into the mods that we do. Well, there's one, one. So I got a awesome carbon fiber chin spoiler for my white STI, and it looked great. Right, it was a high quality product. Uh, really made the front end look aggressive, but it lowered the front so much that I was so worried about bottoming out or like hitting a parking curb um or uh, you know if you hit a, a approach of some gas station in the country that's a little bit higher up or people's driveways you know or somebody's driveway that's real aggressive i was so paranoid about breaking this front lip that i let it start to like get to me and um so i mean if you to the point where it'd be comical how far like he wouldn't <laughs> pull into a parking space There'd yeah. be like six feet of space in front of the car just in case. <laughs> What's up with this so, guy parking <laughs> way back here? Yeah. So, I mean, as far as looks go, it made the car look amazing. Uh, and like I said, it was a great piece, but it just, it didn't fit my lifestyle. So that would probably be the only mod for, I think. That he wouldn't do again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and then, and then to be honest, the, uh, anything when you when on the Autobahn, Anything that added wind noise. So, oh yeah, like, we had the window deflectors, the, the rain, deflectors. Or the rain deflectors, the license plate relocate kit. Um, when you do, like I said, when you're doing 130 for like an hour, those little pieces had so much wind noise that it makes the car sound really loud in the cabin. And and I know people will say like, okay, well, you know, you, you buy a Subaru not for you know being quiet and everything, but I just have to say, if, if you ever tried to to drive one on the Autobahn for 130 for multiple hours, it it's, it drones on in your head. Yeah, that's that's a crazy fast speed too. Well, that's <laughs> not even the fastest. I do have to toot toot the horn. Uh, we we had a couple of Beamers, and I got it up to about 160. Um, yeah. In, in my wow. M2, and then my car, we got up to 155. 155. Yeah. Yeah, I, and that I've that never was called. with in the car by the way <laughs> totally yeah. legal yeah yeah i've never gone that fast i think i've gone a little over 100 maybe 120 or something that's probably the fastest they're little airplanes like the little four-seater cessnas mm -hmm. that you see cruising around that won't even do 160 wow yeah well uh i don't have any other questions for y'all but if y'all have anything else that y'all want to share before we get out of here you can no, I mean, that's great, man. We really appreciate the time, um, you know, jumping on the show and, uh, um, you know, want to thank you for giving us the platform to, to share our story. Yeah. And thank you for helping build the Subi community. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I didn't even know that it existed like this until after the first episode. So it's, uh, oh. you know, it was, I guess, I mean, I saw that there were a lot of people out there, but the, the feedback that I was getting after the first episode, that's when it really hit me. And, and I was like, okay, I guess people like it. <laughs> so that was good. But uh, yeah, thank you too. It's a unique, a unique 
way to share about your car because we can all sit there and share pictures all day long. But, you know, not everyone reads captions when you're trying to tell a little bit about your story. So, you know, having the opportunity to, to talk about your cars, is it's awesome. Yeah, well, thank you. That was that was kind of where the idea came from. As I saw, so many people were posting pictures and captions and everything. But I was thinking, you know, I, I noticed very quickly that Subaru owners in in this community are very passionate about their cars. And I thought, I wonder if they would like the idea of actually talking about it and not just posting pictures and and you know caption. And I guess it worked. Keep it up. Let us know. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you for uh, for taking the time to do it too. Yeah, we appreciate you giving us the chance to do it. It's been awesome. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Wonderful talking with you. You too. Well, thank you for, uh, you know, being on. And I uh, hope you all have a good night. And uh, I will talk to you all later. Okay. okay. Sounds good, man. All right. Okay. Bye. Hey, Subi fam. Thanks again for tuning in to the episode. Uh, I've really enjoyed this one. They had a lot. They had some funny stories and a lot of really good, useful information. So I hope you got something out of it. And please continue to listen, um, share, like, uh, rate, review if you can. And um, just keep coming back for more and I'll keep bringing more. So I just want to wish everybody a great week. And uh, we will see you on the next episode.